Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. America's small business conversation is on the air. It's the Pat Miller Show. One hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business, not in it. It's time to solve problems, capture opportunities, and celebrate your wins. Powered by the Idea Collective small business community. This is the Pat Miller Show. Now your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Welcome into the show. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, your host of the program, uniting small business owners everywhere on our shared journey to making our small business dreams come true. We're going to interview some folks this week. We're also going to goof around. You know what? Because we get to. It was a hard week. We worked hard. We get a big week coming up. But this show can be a moment for us just to kick our feet up and kind of compare notes about our small business journey. We're going to talk with Kate Carter on the show this week. Kate is going to tell us how fear can slow our growth as a small business owner. And we're going to interview Jamar Jones about his new book, Change Your Circle, Change Your Life. He's going to tell us about personal branding and building relationships. He's kind of an influencer. In fact, we're going to start with influencers this week on The Pat Miller Show. Do you follow people online that are influencers that build up a great big audience and end up changing their niche or their culture that they're leading? Because you might not want to do that. Because there's some breaking news in the influencer space that's got people all kind of twittery about it. Have you heard of an influencer named Mia Sophia? Mia Sophia is an influencer, and she is 19, from Finland, gorgeous. I mean, exactly what you would expect out of some Instagram influencer. Got like 100,000 followers, and she's just killing it online. Brand deals left and right. The model influencer for the culture. There's only one problem. She's fake. Generated by AI. And people now are all up in arms about this. What do you mean? The influencer is fake. You're kidding me. Yeah, fake. So first, you're going to tell me, oh my gosh, people follow people on Instagram because they're good looking? Yes, first of all. And secondly, who cares that she's fake? Do you really care that she's fake? You were never going to meet Mia Sophia anyway, because that's stalking and you shouldn't like track down people you follow online. But who is she influencing and what is she influencing and why do people care about influencers in the first place? Influencers will affect the behavior of their followers. They'll tell them what to do. And they will give them ideas of the ways that they should be living their life. But influencers also affect the culture because we like following things that are popular. 
It's not a very reassuring feeling to follow something that's unpopular, at least all the time. And there's a track record for this. There's the top 40 music charts, Netflix trending shows, popular restaurants, Google star ratings, Yelp, travel channel TV shows. All of those things reflect on our desire to be in the know with whatever is hot and trendy and most people are following. We want to be a part of the conversation. So an influencer, whether real or fake, is affecting our behavior. We may dress differently or behave differently if they tell us to. We'll also become a part of the crowd if we're following the things that other people are following and they affect the behavior on the platform. Where do you think best practices come from? We learn how to post, how to tweet, how to do YouTube shorts based on what's working. So the idea is, yeah, this influencer is popular and she's make-believe. She's AI. And the really curious thing is it doesn't matter. What she teaches us, if we step back about Mia Sophia, the AI influencer that's building a big audience, what she teaches us is what it takes to build an audience on social media. So she'll affect our behavior, but she also instructs us on what we need to do to get big. So if you're trying to build an audience online, this case can be pretty instructive. In my opinion, there's really two ways to build a big audience online. One is to be smoking hot. Right. If you are naturally beautiful or good looking, you're probably going to build an audience online. That's just one thing. People like to follow good looking people. So if that's you, congratulations. The other way to do it is to get incredibly real, to be incredibly relatable, to be yourself, warts and all. Because if you look on some of the platforms, LinkedIn is probably the worst. As you flip through the platforms and you see people living their best life on every post, you know that's not true. You know those people have bad days or they didn't get the deal or the client said no or the thing they were dreaming about didn't happen or the event that they were hosting crashed and burned. All of those things happen even to the perfect people on LinkedIn. But you can start building an audience if you tell the stories of the things that didn't work or the days that you don't feel like businessing or the things that worked kind of okay. You're just yourself. If you constantly put out this charade that you are as perfect as a fake AI influencer, it's probably not going to work. You can be hot or be real. Those seem to be the two ways that you can build an audience online, and that's what's working right now. So this fake influencer, Mia Sophia, she's in the news, and people are losing their mind because AI is everywhere. And speaking of AI, I was really into AI when it came out. Right at launch, I thought, okay, I need to get on top of ChatGPT so when I came on the show here, I could tell you what's going on. 
inside the Idea Collective for Small Business Owners, I built a five-day course on how to get the most out of ChatGPT because my theory was, here's a bunch of solopreneurs. They want to be able to do more than they have time and money to do. So let's see if we can unlock these tools for them. So we built the course. People took it. People started to get results. Awesome. But then you start reading some stories about how ChatGPT is getting slowed down a little bit. It's not really as effective as it used to be. And I got to admit, and I'm kind of scared to admit this on air, so I'm going to whisper it. This is just between you and me. I quit paying for ChatGPT. Now, don't tell AI that. Because if AI knew that I quit it, they'd probably send the robots over to the house. So I can't let AI know that I quit AI, but I quit AI. I'm still using it, but I haven't really found the use case. The only people that I found really using AI consistently are the people that are automating repetitive tasks. One of the members of the community runs a jewelry store, and she has to write all of these product descriptions. It's all the same kind of ring, but she writes the first one, and then let's chat GPT, write variations of it. Isn't that smart? Those kinds of repetitive yet creative tasks, those seem to be the ones that chat GPT is really serving now. So if you're using AI to build your small business, I would love to hear about it because I'm finding that it sounds better than it actually is in the delivery. So kudos to Patty, who uses AI on a regular basis. And if you're doing it, uh, kudos to you. But as far as Mia Sophia, the AI influencer is concerned, the big takeaway for me is get hot or get real. But if you're in the middle, that's no man's land. You can't be there. Here's what's coming up on today's show. As I mentioned, we have Jamar Jones, who's coming up a little bit later. He's going to talk about personal branding. So it's kind of an alignment here with being an online influencer. But up next, we're going to talk with Kate Carter. Kate's been on the show before, and she goes right at that little spot of you that you don't really want to talk about out loud. She's going to talk to us about how fear holds us back as we're building our small business. And it kind of does, right? Fear of success, fear of failure. It's the thing that can slow us down as we're trying to make our small business dreams come true. So stay tuned for that. We will talk with Kate Carter and Jamar Jones and much more as we kick off this week's edition of America's Small Business Conversation. This is the Pat Miller Show. Thanks for tuning in. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on the Pat Miller Show. Developing your business is a journey. So make sure and bring along a trusted sidekick. As your business grows, Sidekick Accounting will be there. Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning. Who's going to keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices? Well, Sidekick Accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success. So whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time, get in touch with a trusted Sidekick. Sidekick Accounting. There are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now. Feel free to call or send a text message to 414-310-7689. That's 414 414- 
310-310-7689. You can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit sidekick-accounting.com. Remember, developing your business is a journey, so bring along a trusted sidekick. Krista Morrissey for Choices Coaching and Consulting. Do you know where most small businesses go wrong? They invest in everything except their leaders. But through strong leaders comes strong business. Are you doing it wrong? Most small businesses focus on production and numbers. Production and numbers come through strong, resilient leaders. And strong leaders strengthen culture. They strengthen your resiliency and they strengthen your bottom line. I develop strong, resilient leaders who will drive your business. It is time for you to refocus your investment. Go to choicescoachingconsulting.com and let's you and I start the conversation now before someone else invests in your leaders. When you invest in your leaders, you invest in the bottom line of your business. Connect with Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Act now. Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation, where we bring on the best and the brightest to teach us something so we can grow our small business together. And we're going to talk about something out loud right now that oftentimes stays inside. How we're feeling and sometimes how we're kind of afraid of where the business is going and how it gets in the way of our growth. Kate Carter is an inner strength coach for Kate Carter Coaching. She joins us on the Pat Miller Show. Kate, thanks for coming on. How are you today? I'm great, Pat. Thank you. And thank you for having me. My pleasure. We said we're going to talk about something that we don't say out loud very often. Right. We don't talk a lot about fear. Why don't we talk about being afraid very often? Well, those are emotional fears. And usually we're more aware of our physical fears and emotional fears are sneaky little buggers. So they like <laughs> to stay under the surface. So you can't actually figure them out because if you can't figure fear out, it gets to think it's keeping you safe by keeping you in your comfort zone. So it's it's intentional by fear to kind of downplay it and disguise it. Mm, that's a really good explanation. And you say that it gets in the way of building our business. So tell us about that. Yeah. So, you know, so often we hear you've got to take risks and get out of your comfort zone. You know, if you want to go after anything you want in life, never more true than being a small business owner as a new small business owner. Um we talk a lot about, yeah, get out of your comfort zone, but we don't talk about what that means. And what that means is the second you take a step to the edge of your comfort zone, fear's job is to jump up and yell. Fear is like your personal secret service team. It surrounds you three <laughs> six feet, and it's got the little things in the ears and it's constantly scanning for threats like, oh, yep, that could happen. That could happen. That could happen. That did happen. Don't let that happen again. That was awful. Remember high school? It will constantly bring up everything in your life or everything that could go wrong. It's a threat assessor and it's always negative. It's never like, that looks like a great opportunity. You should try that, Kate. Absolutely not. It's the opposite of Nike. It says, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. So fear thinks we need to be kept safe. And on an emotional level, it's trying to keep us safe from feeling like we're not enough. We each have a different version of what that not enough is. But emotionally, it's trying to always make this be okay. And what that means is if it's something unknown, fear thinks it's dangerous. 
so as a small business owner, when it's trying to keep us safe, that stops us from taking risk. And a lot of the good right. stuff in our business will come when we do something that is risky or new or scary. Exactly. Is that right? Yeah. So we love to think that you get the confidence and then you take this risk. It is the opposite. Any If we look back on any of our life experience, we had to take the step first and the confidence came. It's like that scene in Indiana Jones when he's got to cross the chasm to get, I think it's the cup, and he knows if he steps, a stone will appear, but he has to step before the stone appears. Same thing with this. You've got to take the risk. Confidence comes from taking risks. But now here's the trick. Fear doesn't go, oh, I'm afraid. Maybe we shouldn't do it. It doesn't do that. If it did that, you'd have half a chance of fighting it. Be like, oh, wait a minute. I'm feeling afraid. Maybe I should get some support or reach out to somebody who knows how to do this. Fear goes, you suck. This is not going to work. Who are you to think you can do this? You've never been able to this before. Brings up like your worst habits. You've always been a procrastinator. You've always done this. Always in never words. Um, most vulnerable parts of ourselves, it's going to expose and be like, you did this. Everyone's going to know that you actually are totally a poser. Like you're an imposter. Whatever it can do to shut us down. Because again, if it was straightforward, we'd have a shot. If it does this, we tend to just sing, right? We tend to say, oh my gosh, what if, right? What if? We're talking with Kate Carter, who's an inner strength coach from Kate Carter Coaching. And we're talking about how fear gets in the way of building our small business. And you shared with us how fear behaves mm -hmm. and stops us. But let's turn the conversation. So what do we do about it? How can we overcome fear and move forward so we can take those risks and grow the business? Very first step is to not see the feelings of overwhelm and confusion and feeling out of control or feeling defeated or feeling shame. Those are emotional symptoms of fear. And normally when we feel those, we are not like, yeah, hey, I'm feeling ashamed. I'm feeling defeated. <laughs> but what if we could flip that? What if all of a sudden these weren't some statement of identity of ourselves? They were a flag to say, oh my gosh, I must be taking a risk. I must be growing because if I... These feelings have no reason to come up unless I'm trying to do something that's a little scary. So now the sneaky attack from fear can become a signal of help. So when we feel fear, and usually we feel fear through symptoms like that, feeling completely exhausted when we try to do a certain thing, feeling completely overwhelmed, feeling totally out of control. Um, usually when we feel those, we, we judge it as a negative. What if we were to see that as just an affirmation of our growth? Fear only has to come up if we're growing. If we stay in our comfort zone in our comfy pants on our couch for the rest of our lives, <laughs> come up, right? That's really known. I love the repositioning of the overwhelming confusion and shame are signals of growth and yep. signals that fear is trying to get in the way of us taking the next big step. Yep. So when we feel those signals and you're trying to coach someone, how do you get them to power through it to go take those risks? So first of all, no powering through that. If you're pretty strong on that, okay, because this is what most of us have done our whole lives. We've like clicked into adrenaline mode and put our head down and just, oh, I hope I do this and I hope it doesn't, this is awful and I hope I survive it. And then we do the thing, but we never want to do the thing again. We hope we never have to do it again. What if you could take risks in a conscious way that involves self-compassion, which I think is one of the most powerful things there is, um, and actually consciously gain risks? So one of the things I do, which we can't get into here, but if you want to have me back, I'll do a longer go. Um, it's it, you step into different zones. The first zone out of our comfort zone is a stretch zone. And stretches are things we know we can do. We just tend not to do them. And they're also the zones where we beat ourselves up. Another tactic of fear, beat ourselves up. You should have done that. You should have done it better. You should have done it sooner. And time you hear the word should, fear is at work. Um, mm. So 
breaking it down into baby steps, taking the steps you can. So I'll give you an example. For me, being on social media as a new business owner terrified me. I am not a social media person. I am very extroverted when I'm in public, but I am personally very introverted and private. So I have been working for the last five months to get more comfortable and skilled using social media. For the first week, I was consciously working with this. I actually just thought about it for a week and even take action, no powering through. I just imagined being on social media. And then here's a key step. I wrote an acknowledgement every day. An acknowledgement is something we write or something we've done that was even the tiniest bit scary. And it can be the littlest move forward. I wrote myself hat on the back acknowledgement every day thinking about being on social media. I am now ready to launch my summer program and it's going to be a social media campaign on LinkedIn and Instagram. And that would not have happened if I didn't take those steps and it's because acknowledgements become your personal advocate. Fear tries to tell you all the ways you didn't do it, should have done it sooner, could have done it better. Acknowledgement, no, I did it. I did it. I did it. Should is a signal and being overwhelmed means fear is at work. And when you feel that way, show yourself some compassion and you can move forward. And I love the idea of an acknowledgement. And I'm going to take you up on that return trip here to the Pat Miller Show because I really enjoyed our conversation. Kate Carter, an inner strength coach with Kate Carter Coaching, a great discussion that certainly helps someone. Thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. Thanks so much, Pat. If you're enjoying this week's show, I want to remind you that we podcast this show as well. So if you can't make it to the radio for some reason, which you should because the station rules, but if for some reason you don't come to the station on the broadcast day, you can still get the show delivered to your phone. Just hit up patmillershow.com. That's patmillershow.com, and you can get the podcast of this show sent to your device. You can also check out the new show we're testing. We're testing a new daily show called Small Business Mornings. That has been terrifically fun because we're talking about big stuff, little stuff, business stuff, stuff that just makes you laugh. That's something new that's going on. You can find it at patmillershow.com. Our friend Jamar Jones talking about personal branding and relationships. He's standing by. We'll talk to him next on this edition of The Pat Miller Show. America's small business conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Are you a woman who needs to protect and grow your business? Or do you have a secret dream to start one? I bet you do. If you don't have a lawyer on your side, you may be putting your family and personal assets at risk. I know, I know. You might be avoiding lawyers because they seem overwhelming or intimidating. That's why you have to meet the team at Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. This all-woman team of talented lawyers are the most approachable, knowledgeable, and friendly team you'll ever meet. They exist solely to support women business owners who often go without the legal support they truly need. In 2023, they want to help 223 women create a solid legal foundation for their business. The first 100 women who mention this ad will receive over $100 off of their LLC starter package. Visit Athena Legal Solutions LLC.com. Now, America's small business conversation continues on the Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show. This is America's small business conversation. And if you have the courage to spend time with us here, we're going to talk about something that might be a little uncomfortable to you. And that is, who are you? Do you know 
who you are and what makes you different and how you tell the world about the beautiful differences that you have inside of you. And then when you meet someone, how do you follow up and how do you stay connected with the people that get to know you when you're living authentically, especially online, but also in person? We've got a guest today that is doing this probably better than anybody that I've seen online. Jamar Jones is an author of Change Your Circle, Change Your Life. He's a national keynote speaker. He's the founder of Forever Media. And when you see his social media, I'm telling you, go look it up. You'll get what we're talking about just by looking at his LinkedIn. It's that good. Jamar, welcome to the Pat Miller Show. It's great to see you. How are you today? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Just blessed, man. I mean, the the opportunity even to be here is absolutely incredible. And I'm just in the moment. I'm present. And that's something that I, I love just tapping into. One of the things that you do so well is you use all the tools around you, and it feels like everyone knows who you are. You seem yourself no matter where you are, and that might be the best definition of personal brand, and I know we want to spend some time talking about that. So how do you just seep out of every platform as being authentic and true to who you are on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, it didn't come easy. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you that. I think most people are trying to navigate and figure that out. And then for me and and everything I talk in change your circle, change your life in my book, I definitely talk about unlocking your self-awareness, understanding who you are, what you represent, your values, your morals, the core being that makes you who you are and makes you uniquely different. It's just so important to master that for yourself to understand who you are so that way you can actually explain it to other people and actually have people engage and interact with with who you are. So unlocking your self-awareness and I, I kind of boil it down to these ingredients of, you know, mastering fear, understanding perspective and having that bird's eye view of things and then confidence. Becoming more confident, you have to put things into practice. To put it into practice, you have to give it a try. And so if you can master those things for yourself and on top of that, I kind of sprinkle in self-love If you can identify like, hey, I'm choosing me today. I'm choosing myself. I'm not choosing everybody else. I'm going to work on myself today. I'm going to invest in myself. Then you can start to unlock your self-awareness. And that's really where the magic happens for for your business and for for your life. You talk about fear and confidence and self-awareness. And many folks online, me included, when we get self-aware, there are things about us that are different. And we think that those are negative aspects. So we end up mimicking what other people are doing online. I'm sure when you consult and help people on this topic, you see that all the time. All the time. It's natural for human beings to want to mimic and want to be like others. You know, you be like Mike. Uh, (laughs) That's why I have a whole commercial on it. But it's so important to be yourself. I did a post recently where I was talking about, you know, a guy got questioned. He was like, hey, why does this guy wear why is he dressed like that? You know, he's supposed to be running a business, not not a hip hop concert. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's true, but hip hop is in my it's in my blood. It's in my soul. It's who I am. And the more I show up authentically myself, I tried the suit and tie way. I tried no hat. I tried no you know no swag on it. So now that I'm going more into this direction of who I am, more opportunities are opening up. More people can feel connected and relatable to me. And it's different. And people can spot me from a mile away because everybody else is in suits. And here comes Jamar <laughs> with a hat and a hoodie. And it's like, oh, there he is, you know. And but you have to show up with whoever you are and and represent that. That that's your your advantage, your your competitive advantage. 
are the things that you should celebrate, the things that you enjoy when no one is looking, when you're by yourself, when you're being true and in your happiest moment? Is that where those differentiators are found? Yeah. I mean, it's everything. And it's it almost becomes easier. The more you, the more you tap into yourself and you understand yourself and you know that I'm not here for everybody's everybody's opinions or everybody's acknowledgement or certification on me. I'm here to represent myself to the best of my ability and I don't have to fake it. I can just be myself. And, w- and when that happens, people see through it. Uh, they see through all the BS of, of whoever the mask that you kind of put on for yourself. And when you show up as yourself, it's amazing, amazing things can happen. So you show up as yourself, but one of the things you do so well is you take it to the next level. You elevate everything that you do more than maybe anyone that I've seen. So you've identified your love of hip hop as one of your differentiators. How do you take that and the things that maybe make me, me and our listeners, our listeners and help them elevate it to the next level so they can stand out in a crowded room? Yeah, I learned just through my journey that entertainment is the X factor in your business. If you actually think about where everything is going right now within social media and how people are learning, educating themselves, where do they go for ideas, for how-tos? They're going to social media. TikTok is one of the number one platforms as a search engine right now. And if you look at that content, it's very entertaining, very engaging. It gets people listening and they want to watch more. And so if you can take the entertainment value to whatever you're doing currently, that is an amazing way to stand out. You just got to represent and do it in your own authentic way, but add a little pizzazz to it. How can you maybe make it a comedy? How can you maybe you know add um, a podcast is another amazing way to add some excitement to what you're doing. Just put a little bit of flavor into it and say, hey, would I watch this? Would I actually click you know, to learn more? If you're just joining us, this is the Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation. We're talking personal branding with Jamar Jones. So you become more of yourself. You put it out there with a little oomph and, and a little pizzazz and some entertainment value. And I would imagine when you do that, you start getting inbound messages and new followers and people coming up to you and you start building these relationships. When those relationships start popping, how do you make sure that you hang on to them? Because if you just meet someone once or you just engage with them once online, it still doesn't add any value to the business. So how do you nurture these relationships once they identify that you're for them? Yeah. And it's everything. That's everything. Building your relationship capital is everything. And so the more that you can do this more effectively, the more impact that you're going to make for yourself and for your business. And so I like to think about it almost like how we think of a customer journey. What's your relationship journey? As people start to inquire or engage with you, so even from the first message and you get their email address, you send them a contact, you send them an email of like, hey, let's connect. What are you sending to them? I always attach like a PDF. It's just like a one pager of who I am and just just a quick snapshot. So that way people can know like, hey, this is this is what this guy's doing. And so then when you get onto the call, they already have some inkling of who you are. And then after that call, you want to have another follow-up of, hey, what's next steps? 
What are more things that they can learn? And then you also want to have touch points. So you have to add value. So, hey, do you want to hop onto my podcast? Do you want to come out to an event? Hey, I'm going to give you a VIP ticket to go here. Hey, I'm going to connect you with so-and-so because I think you add a lot of value. So offer that referral. You have to give to get. And so doing that in a systematic way is is amazing because once once a new person comes in, you know exactly where they're going and what to do with them. And not everybody's going to end up turning into business, but they might turn into a great relationship. And through that great relationship might turn into other business or other opportunities that you have. And it's just so powerful when you can offer real value to people. So take a look at how you're meeting people. What does your follow-ups look like? What is your um, What are you giving them to have to have a snapshot of who you are? And you have to tell your story. You can't get them to just understand it instantly. You have to be willing to give them the tools to be able to tell your story so they know how to take all this information and figure out what the best opportunity is for you. Making a system out of giving in the follow-up. That's gold. Put that on a t-shirt. That is fantastic. (laughs) We've only got a minute left, but I'm going to take a shot in the dark here because I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you because it's something that many of us might be thinking right now. You're on every stage imaginable. You're a published author, former hip-hop artist, like you've done it all. But to live the way that you live online and in person, to be as authentic as you are, and then in these relationships to continue to follow up and to try and develop it, as you said earlier, it comes back to confidence. How do you keep your confidence up when you're meeting new people, when you're being really authentic and exposed online? Because everyone's got to have a little bit of energy to amp themselves up. How do you stay confident and true to yourself even on days when you're not feeling it? You got to think about your why. What are you doing it for? That's what gets me to the to the next stage. You know, I'm like everybody gets a little bit of nervousness or hey, am I worth this moment? And for me, I always think about why am I doing it? I'm doing it to try to build a platform big enough so I can amplify others and I can share their story, share their message. So I'm doing it for something more than myself. So I know that I have to go through this. So for every speech, for every encounter, every influential person I meet, I'm like, hey, the on the other side of this is the goal, is the success. And that's why I do it. And you got to have a very, very strong why. Great conversation. National keynote speaker, author of Change Your Circle, Change Your Life, founder of Forever Media. And I think friend of the show, we can say that. Jamar Jones. Jamar, thanks oh, for coming yeah. on the Pat Miller Show, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, man. America's Small Business Conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. You have a brand. Your business's brand is one of the most important things on your plate. As a business owner, you keep up with the trends. So what's hot these days? It's live events. Owning your small business combined with speaking at live events positions you as the expert in your field. That's where Bankable Events comes into play. Bankable Events is an event advisory and management firm with a primary focus on maximum conversion events. With more than 4,000 live events under their belt, they have the expertise to design face-to-face events that get your audience pumped up and generate profits. The minute you partner with Bankable Events, they'll start creating a custom customized strategy to take you from idea to income. Just think of the opportunities ahead for you. Call 303-550-1123 or head to bankableevents.com. Join over 1,000 other small business owners and CEOs who use Bankable Events to build community and drive revenue. That's bankableevents.com. 
You're an expert in your own field, so why not get paid for it? Hey there, it's Wendy Babcock. My VIP paid speaker program is just the ticket you need to convert your knowledge into real income. No matter what size group you're speaking to, or if you don't have any products, books, or programs to sell, even if you're not a celebrity or a household name, from crafting your talk to finding and booking paid speaking gigs, get it all with Wendy's VIP paid speaker program. Keynote speakers can make anywhere from 2500 to 7500 bucks a talk. Together, we'll not only amp up your speaking game, you'll discover the ins and outs of finding and booking those lucrative gigs and get paid every time you step on stage. Right now, get 90 days of full access to the Paid Speaker Vault and a direct line to Wendy. Plus, a bonus, an immersive three-hour VIP day with Wendy to create your online profiles that event hosts simply can't resist. Don't wait. Sign up now at VIPPaidSpeaker.com. VIPPaidSpeaker.com. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show, America's Small Business Conversation. We're uniting small business owners and solopreneurs from coast to coast on our shared journey as we make our business dreams come true. How about our question of the day? I like to ask a question every once in a while just to get your brain turning. And our question of the day is something that I think you'll have a really good answer for. Because if you're annoyed by stuff like this, like I am, you should have your answer right away. The question of the day, what is the word that needs to die in the small business space? What is the word that needs to die in the small business space? It's way overused. It's super exhausting. And the people that use it aren't really as original as they think they are. What words need to die? Is there a word that just leaps to mind right away? First one that comes to mind for me is, what is your superpower? You've seen those posts all over LinkedIn. I've seen people do entire keynotes on finding your superpower. I've seen people write blogs about it, lead magnets, superpower this, superpower that. No. I think it's tied to our fatigue for superhero movies. And the fact that you're really good at something doesn't really make it a superpower. And closely associated with that is the term, but not the meaning of what is your why? What is your why? What is your why? What is your why? Oh my gosh, stop. The idea of having a purpose and something that's bigger than yourself or having a reason why you do what you do, that's fine. But putting it out there as what is your why to me is just completely overdone and we need to find a new way to talk about it. We're talking about words that need to die in the small business space because they're just overused. The next one is, I am your service, like whatever service is, ninja. I'm your ninja. My ninja? I didn't call for it. Did you call for a ninja? I'm not looking for a ninja. I need someone to do my social media. Thanks. I don't need a ninja. And people use the word ninja because it's catchy and it's cool and it's clever. But there are, if you look around on LinkedIn, there are a lot of ninjas hanging around. I mean, think of all the ninjas you run into on a daily basis. There's a lot of ninjas. 
And when you say the word ninja enough, it sounds really funny. Ninja, ninja, ninja. Like it starts to be a funny sounding word after a while. And the people that use it, boy, they think that makes them cool and mysterious. I'm a ninja. No, you're not, Terry. You're a manager. If you're trying to hire people, you really should stop saying that you're like a family. Shouldn't say you're like a family anymore. Because my mom never made me wear a uniform. You're not like a family. You're not anything like a family. But somehow saying we're like a family, that we're understanding and compassionate and kind and all the things that are good that come along with being a family, that may be true. But families didn't offer overtime and they don't have 401ks and they don't ask you to come in and work on a Saturday and they don't do a lot of stuff that your business post says about hiring someone. So you're not like a family. The last one that I have about phrases that need to die in the small business space. And I hope, I just hope right now you're yelling at the radio, your phrase that needs to die in the small business space. Because clearly there's one that makes you bananas. There has to be one that you just think is overdone. And maybe this is it. But this is my personal one. The phrase, well, we shouldn't reinvent the wheel. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. That phrase. Now, Pat, come on. Let's not reinvent the wheel here. That's why I was a failed radio broadcaster. That's why I was not a good employee in the broadcasting system. Because when I was in broadcasting, I would come up with these great big ideas because it just made me crazy to do stuff the same way everyone else did them. I didn't like doing it the way it was done in New York or Boston or Cleveland just because they were bigger cities than the one that I was in. That doesn't make it right. And I didn't like copying other people. So I would try and come up with new, fresh, and original ways to do stuff that to my bosses, well, Pat, come on. Let's not reinvent the wheel. Oh, I'm going to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to reinvent the car. I'm going to reinvent the fuel that goes in the car. And I'm going to reinvent the dinosaurs that died to make the fuel for the car on the road that doesn't exist. I'm going to reinvent the wheel. Now I'm going to reinvent the wheel just to make you mad. I'm going to reinvent the wheel. I always found it to be settling or like, let's just move on here. Just just don't reinvent the wheel. Just go do what's already been done. That's not how I roll. That's not why I'm here talking with you. It's not what I want to do about inspiring small business owners and letting you know that you can take a step forward. And you can be creative to solve your problems and you can get uncomfortable when you have to, to try and make your business dream come true because, and now we're like totally switching subjects, but too bad. We only get one chance to make this work, first of all. And if you look around, no one's coming to save us. There's no one that's going to come help you figure out your sales funnel. There's no one that's going to show up and help you make your business profitable or to go through your books and help you see where the leaks are or figure out how you're going to upsell your clients so you make more money. That kind of stuff ain't happening unless you pay them. 
There's no one showing up to help you. So we have to figure out how we're going to do this. And we have to lean into our superpowers and get in touch with our why and act like a ninja so we can lead our staff that's like a family. (laughs) The sarcasm's getting poured out a little bit thick here. But you get the point. All right, last thing I want to get in before we get out of here for this edition of the Pat Miller Show. We are now podcast at patmillershow.com and we're testing out a new daily show. I want to talk with you every single day. And we launched a new show called Small Business Mornings. We're on that show. We're getting together every day at 9 a.m. Central. Look me up on the LinkedIn and you can tune in to what we're building. Small Business Mornings. It's a way to get our brain in the right spot, find some momentum, and step off into our small business journey together. So connect with me on LinkedIn and we can do that. Thank you to our guests this week, Jamar Jones and Kate Carter for coming on. And thank you for tuning in to this week's show. We're here to help you win. We're here to help you think big. And we're here because small businesses are dreams, not jobs. Don't grow it alone. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. We'll talk to you right here next week. Thanks for listening to The Pat Miller Show. See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere. Join us next week for The Pat Miller Show. And remember, get clear, work hard, and never quit. Guests on The Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of the show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.